Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best audience participation song. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. All right, everybody, for this next one, I'm going to need all the people listening to join in on this one. I'm going to need your help. We don't know which one it is. Hal, have you ever been to a concert? Yes. Where that wasn't the whole question, but Sorry. I'm glad that you've been to a concert. Have you ever been to a concert where the lead singer was overly confident about how well the audience knew their songs? I've been to some smaller shows and I've heard the lead singer go, you sing. And then the chorus was just instrumental. <laughs> no, I've never seen that, but I would pay money. It is so fun when that happens. And then. Or at least the first couple of lines are instrumental. And then the lead singer realizes what's happening and goes, oh, I got to get back in on there. Okay. We are talking about participation songs. Mm-hmm. And this happens in either a bar setting, a karaoke setting, ideally a concert setting. Sometimes in the case of a couple of these, a classroom setting. Yeah. Do you have a favorite way to participate in a song? Is it live in a concert? Is it with your arms thrown around your buddies in a bar? What do you like? What jumps to mind? It kind of depends. I, you know, for the amount of time I've spent on a stage performing mm-hmm. and at least invested in some way in how the audience is reacting, hoping they're having a good time and maybe gauging it at certain points. I'm mm-hmm. a terrible audience member because. Oh, why do you say that? Because I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to, like, I'm not there to put on a show. Like, I paid whatever amount I paid for this ticket. I don't want to say, and there are some people like Frankie Valley now can't hit mm-hmm. the notes he used to be able to hit. So yeah. he has the crowd do it for him. That real Bon Jovi notes. does the same thing, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And Bon Jovi does the same thing. Yeah. I'm fine to sing along. If I'm really into it, I'll sing along if I'm having a good time. It's There's no, like, set situation where I'm going to jump out there and start singing along and feel good about it. It's just, it's moment to moment, but there are times where you get lost, like a really good song, you get lost in it and you want to be part of it. Like yeah. I remember going to see, then this may be a good example of one when I went to see the Stormfront tour in mm-hmm. 1990 and I sang along to almost all of, we didn't start the fire because that was the fun thing at that time is to know all the words that we didn't start the sure. fire. So you sing along to that. And piano. There's a couple of those. Ice Ice Baby was one of those for me back in the day. I knew every word to Ice Ice Baby, so it would come on. And Mm -hmm. it's a, it actually, you know, that just happened at Comic Con. I was just at Comic Con last weekend Mm -hmm. and we're sitting in a bar and Mr. Brightside came on and everybody in the bar knew every lyric to it. And it's a moment where everybody comes together. And that's what I think this is about is an audience and a performer or an audience and a recording sharing an experience i think it needs to be a live audience i think it needs to be songs that are when performed live involve the audience because so uh, you think any song can be an audience participation if it's from a recording like i'll listen to take five and i'll do like the solo line like no no but i'm talking about like i'm talking about still within a crowd 
But this, well, you can't eliminate out of hand a good jukebox tune. If somebody puts a great tune on the jukebox in a bar and everyone's singing along, it's not disqualified because it's not the live version in the concert. That's also not an audience being performed to. That's a bunch of people listening to a recording. They're an audience for the recording. They're not an audience for the recording. A crowd, lis- a crowd at- listening to a crowd listening to a thing. Mark. What? Do we really need to get into how we're going to define an audience for this episode? Okay, then I'll say a crowd. But this is audio. The question was audience participation. Not okay. Crowd. So you think that any? So you would have to be at the concert for this to count? Yes. Okay, that eliminates a lot of things. It does. Well, if you include recordings, it includes every song. All right. Well, let's start. I've divided this up into a few different categories for us. Okay. And I think that we don't necessarily have to pull one from each category, but I think it's a nice way to break it down. Right. Is to talk about some of the great participation songs that we have heard in our lives beginning early on. And I'm thinking of two songs in particular that really stand out from our childhoods as participation songs. And those are, of course, the Hokey Pokey and Heads, Shoulders, Knees and Toes. Both involve singing along <laughs> and physical participation as well. Okay. We are sort of indoctrinated in those into the world of participating during a song. You know, I saw when this was suggested by Chris Rooney in our Facebook group. Thank you, Chris. This was and just suggested and just happened like in the last day. Absolutely. Yeah. This is like past yeah. 24 hours for when yeah. we're recording this, even though it's going to be I was really very excited when I saw weeks. it. Yeah. I just love one of the things I love about you and Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why it would be so boring if we were two of the same person recording this Mm -hmm. is you immediately go as far afield as possible with any possible interpretation. I don't think that's far afield. I disagree with you that the performer, I disagree with you that the artist has to be there. I think our winner will likely come from that, but our contenders, I don't think necessarily have to be there i'm gonna put a good rendition of sweet caroline played on a jukebox in a bar as an audience participation song here's why that is a good audience participation song when you go to a neil diamond show everybody mm-hmm. sings sweet caroline you sing along with him yeah it is a and when you go to a raffi show the hokey pokey everybody sings along and puts their right hand in puts their right hand out puts their right hand in and then yeah Shakes it all about. Then you know what they do after that? What's that? They do the hokey pokey. Do you know what that entails? Turn yourself around. That's what it's all about, Hal. Yeah. I would say that we would be probably in a good place if we thought of songs that are played live by the artists where there is either a component, there is a section where the audience comes in and is part of it. Like mm-hmm. if you ever see, I got to see Paul McCartney perform live. At the oh, that's Super on the Bowl. list. We'll oh, get that, to it, but hold that, hold that story. We'll get there. Oh, oh cause you want to go by category. That's on the list. To do this I want to go by category. Go, I want to pull. Yeah, okay. I don't freewheel. We well know then this. start with that category. I started with the category kids songs, hokey pokey and head, shoulders, knees and toes. Okay, great. Well then those are then ring around the ring around the rosy. Yeah. You heard that live, I'm sure, at some point. Your music teacher stood in the front of the classroom and sang. Gosh, anything's an audience, huh? Is this, are we doing improv everywhere? 
Is this is yeah. this episode sponsored by Improv? Well, anything can be an audience in a show if you think about it. If, if you are, in- yeah, if if you are receiving art, then you are an audience. People talk about the audience for a television show, the audience for music. The that's this could get us. Now we could be going down a rabbit hole of what exactly is an yeah. audience. Does it count as an audience if it's anything besides a live performance? I say yes. No. I disagree. I think te- technically, technically, you could say that. Television yeah. is a different medium than lot. We're talking about live music. You go to see it and you are, and as a member of the audience at that concert, when this song comes on, you participate. There's something sometimes with prompting. I agree with you on generally, that, but I don't think it has to happen live. I don't think it has to happen live. I think that the wobble at a wedding is audience participation. No, that is a you dance. You don't think. You don't dance. think that a, you don't think that a dance to a song is audience participation? Do you really want to tell me that the Macarena deserves to be discussed in this episode? Or the absolutely, I think the Macarena. No, I've got them on my off, list. You are off of your rock. Take that list. Okay, and you just want? Do you just want to talk about We Will Rock You? Do you no. just want to talk about? No, we no, will no. Rock there you? are a lot of songs that are songs where when you go live, there is an experience of being in a live audience for a show. And singing mm-hmm. along. When we're in a bar and we're all singing together, that's a fun moment that is, of camaraderie. We don't go to the bar, but you Nobody are the goes audience. to the bar to listen to the jukebox. You go to the bar to spend time with other people, to have a drink, to socialize. When you go to a concert, when you go to a f- now concert, you're adding all these. You're adding all these. No. Did you just drop an f bomb? Yes, I'm going to drop another one. When you go to a f-ing concert, you are there with whoever you came with. To enjoy yeah. the music of the people that you are seeing. So yeah. when I went to see Dolly Parton with my wife at the Hollywood mm-hmm. Bowl, we were there for the express purpose of seeing Dolly Parton perform music for us and to enjoy that music. And part of that may have been like nine to five. We all sing along, right? We all sing mm-hmm. along to that. We all sing in my Tennessee mountain home. Uh, we all sing Code of Many. Like there are just parts of her song. Or Joe Let me ask you a question. Like, we sing, there are songs Let me, there that I we get all it. sing. We know that. I get it. Let me ask you a question. For the thousands of people who never got to see the Thrilling Adventure Hour live, do you consider them your audience? You're, of course. Okay. That is an audience for something that is not live. Right. But what tells you, and this is something a few people threw out there, what tells you that Sparks Nevada is a good audience participation song? Because it is. It is a... Great audience participation. Sure. What was your inkling about that? That people do the pow, whether they're in the room or in their car listening to it. We don't know if they're doing it when they're in their car listening to it. We assume they do. They 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 tell us us they're doing it. But we had years before we were even a podcast of people in the audience doing it. Yeah. That's what makes it an audience participation song. When you perform it live, there is a part that the audience all does together. So does it have to be part of the relationship between the perform? Like, does the artist have to see the audience participating for it to be audience participation? I think that's part of it is doing it all together. Because otherwise, but it does would the be artist like, have to be there? I can see some here. of my best experience. Look, I've never, I have never seen Garth Brooks live in concert, right. but I have done the audience participation act of singing along to friends in low places on many occasions. Right. And does the, that, that did, would you dis, would you dismiss that as audience participation? No, but here is why I am the audience for Garth Brooks, as is everyone else that is singing along to this. 
what I'm saying is the reason why that's a great audience participation song is that even when people aren't at the concert, you know that yeah. that is a part you're all supposed to sing together. And that may be because you've seen it done or it's that's something that I think has carried over from the live performances and generally audience participation songs either have a component that is written specifically for the audience to get involved because they think Mm -hmm. that people will enjoy it, which is We Will Rock You. It is definitely a contender because the entire rhythm, at least for the opening part, is dependent on the audience. Like, they are active participants in it. And so so now it's... I have never seen Queen live. Am I participating as an audience member if I'm doing the stomp, stomp, clap? Does that count? If Queen is not there to see me do it, you are doing the audience participation part of a song that has a very famous audience participation piece. I'm not saying right. you don't get to be a member of Queen's audience. You're definitely a fan of them and you're listening to their music. And whenever you hear it played at a sporting event, everybody's going. Right. So what that makes is an born audience. Out of a, that is an audience participation piece that was written specifically. Yeah. So when they no, play live it. shows, it gives people something to do. That's what makes it such a great audience participation song. Sure. And that, that's but what makes, version? but what makes an audience? Oh my God. Is this what we're, is this what you want this episode? An audience? I, well, it wide. seems like that's the direction it's going. It, it definitely is a what because you, you about- want to, you want to eliminate a lot of audience participation songs just because the artist isn't there to witness the audience participation. Is there uh, like, is our theme song a great audience participation song? I don't necessarily, I wouldn't have it on the list, but I sure as heck have YMCA on the list, right, even but, though the village people have never seen my arms over my head. Whenever we've done a live show mm-hmm. and the theme song has been played, what happens? The audience sings along. Right. Which is so great. Then why isn't it? Why wouldn't we include it in a great audience participation song? Then I will put it in there now. But it now shouldn't be in there. there. It shouldn't be is what I'm saying. It's a song that people like, so they sing the whole thing, which is great mm-hmm. and a testament to how brilliant Mike Furman is and how well it fits the premise of the show. But we're splitting hairs on something that I don't think we need to split hairs I on. I don't think we're splitting saying... hairs. I think I'm looking at a list of songs that you've now whittled down to about two or three songs. I don't think it's true. I think Friends in Low Places is a great audience participation song. Because if you go to see Garth Brooks... Among all of the things he's going to play, you're going to sure. sing along. I got friends in low places. Like you're part of it. Yeah. You become interactive to the live show. That is audience participation. An audience are many things. But if I'm not aware you're doing it, it's not really participation. It's you're having a reaction to something I've done that I'm very grateful for because but, your uh, but reaction if, But to if that, the group collectively, if a group collectively is having a reaction to it. Well, how do I know? Then it is. You don't have to know. The only people that have to know are the audience. If there isn't, and this is why I go back, and this is, see, this is, this is what I love. Uh, this is, I think a philosophical difference in this argument is I think that a bar singing along to a song on a jukebox that is played very loudly, if it gets, that song comes on, someone at the bar says, Hey, turn that up. That is absolutely valid audience participation. In the same way that I think everybody doing the wobble at a wedding is audience participation. That's a, that's a dance song. They're doing the dance. Dance. They're being and that is part to do. They're, that's participating. The cha-cha slide, you are being, you are, the audience is given instructions and they are executing them. Whether the artist is there or not doesn't matter. So then why wouldn't one of those be the answer? Cause there's no better 
audience participation than to do a choreographed dance in lockstep with a group of people. Well, that's what we're here to determine. Thing. I don't think I, I'm not saying that we should absolutely make that the winner. I'm saying that we shouldn't dismiss those out of hand. I'm just curious. I just want to take your temperature on this. This doesn't have to be your final answer right now. Okay. If I uh-huh. asked you, tell me what the greatest audience participation uh, song of all time is for you. Just give me an answer. Don't debate it. I'll offer I have a couple of, I be? have two. Just I say one of them. them. Just say one. Sweet Caroline. Why? Because there are parts that everybody sings together as a group. There are parts that everybody chants together as a group. It's a nice combination of lyrics that everybody knows. It builds beautifully. It's got that ramp up to the part that everybody sings together. And what is the ultimate version of, of that, of audience participation? This is where you and I might disagree. I would say that in my experience, the ultimate version of singing Sweet Caroline is a crowded bar and it comes on the jukebox and everybody collectively as a unit goes nuts for it. You might, I've never seen Neil Diamond in concert though. I think you're confusing. I, I have not either. I think you're confusing. I'm not confusing a, anything. No, I think no, no. we disagree. There's a difference. I think you're conflating a moment of bonding and a shared experience, which is a beautiful, wonderful thing that I love. Mm-hmm. I know moments like that. I know what you're talking about. I love them too. With a true audience participation moment. Well, hold why. on. True Here, audience. Why. And now you're adding a judgment call Here, on top. Here is why. Because okay. for real audience participation, you need two things to be present. An one audience is, and participation. One is no. One is the, the audience. doesn't need to be there. Yes, they do. Why not? No, they don't. Well, then they're not participating. It's not, it's not artist and audience collaborating. It's audience sure it participating. Is. That's no. what's so wonderful about it. Like a great moment. Yes. Here's a great sure. moment as, of look, audience as, participation. As artists, as artists on stage, we love audience participation. We love that moment that we can share with the audience. But an audience sharing something together while enjoying the work of an artist, the artist doesn't have to be present for there to be audience participation. Like I said, I've participated in singing along to I Will Survive, but I've never seen Donna Summer in concert or Gloria Gaynor, whoever sang that song. Gloria Gaynor. Uh, I, I, I think Ken saying angle towards a break. Ken, you got to strap in. This is going to be a long one. Sorry. <laughs> it's just going to be a long one because we have to establish the ground rule. I don't want this to be like, all right, well, we have to take a break and then we come back and we talk about like six to 10 songs. Cause I think yeah. there's an interesting conversation to be had here, but it's, I it's, think we're having it. It's difficult. We are. We're having one half of it. The difficult part is making sure we have a common ground. And I'm glad we're yeah. doing this. Like, this is great. I'm into this. I'm invested. You're invested. All right. I would say. So let's, let's go oh, Appomattox wait, Courthouse wait, wait, wait. on you this. You didn't let me finish what I was going to say before, which is okay. the ultimate experience of an audience participation moment is, mm-hmm. for example, when you go to see Ben Folds and he conducts an entire audience, like few people do this. He conducts mm-hmm. an entire audience and turns them into a live orchestra. That is a moment of audience participation that creates a bond between the performer and the audience when they are together. And that's what's great about like being in the audience for – if you were in the audience for a Neil Diamond show, no different than a concert you have been to where you've participated in something. Mm-hmm. It's for a moment the invisible veil in that open area between the performer 
and the audience is lifted and everyone's doing something together. You are participating right. live with the artist who made the song and you're right. part of the song. And too. that is a great version of audience participation. That is not the only version of audience participation. It is the ultimate version of audience participation. Doesn't and mean I bet, it's the only version. Oh, let me, let me throw this out. Hal, I had Chris. Hold on. Phone hold number, on. I swear. Hold on. Go ahead. Hold on. Let me propose something. I think that there are certain songs and there are there. I think there are certain songs that the artist does not have to be there for the audience participation to happen. I think there are some that are simply a dance song. Sure. They're a song with a dance that everybody knows. The cha-cha slide. Maybe we'll put that on that list, but I think there are some, I, I disagree with you wholeheartedly that an artist has to be there for it to be considered audience participation because I am an audience for artists that I've never heard. You heard the phrase finding your audience. That doesn't mean literally handing out flyers and people coming into a theater and seeing you. I think that, but I think that there are going to be some that are transcendent that they work with the artist there and they work without the artist there. And I think that there are a few contenders that we can talk about. I think Friends in Low Places is one. I think Hey Jude is one. I think Sweet Caroline is one. I think Bohemian Rhapsody is one. I think Don't Stop Believing is one. And if you're at Marie's Crisis, the artist is there because there's a piano player. I would say that Marie's Crisis's version of One Day More, where every show tune nerd in New York picks a different part and then we're all singing harmony by the end of the song, is the absolute best audience participation experience that I have personally had. And the artist was there doing it, sitting behind a piano playing. That said, that's an accomplishment. Oh my God. You just have to win, don't you? No, I'm, 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 I think you, I, I, like, I, it, it's blowing my mind to hear that it's not that I have to win. It's, I'm trying to, I, I so, like, it's not vehemently, fundamentally disagree with your idea because by that, like, the you think that the artist has to be there for audience participation to count. I think what we're looking for here is the song that in a live performance setting with the audience is. This is, is adding, but you're song. adding things. You're I adding don't elements. Think I am. I think but I think, I but I think ask, you're right. I think you're right in that the song that is going to win is going to be that. I'm just saying that I don't want you to exclude lots of things just because the artist isn't present for the participation. We're at hour 12. This feels like a hostage situation. I know. It feels like a hostage situation. I'm not taking a break for a cool down, Ken. Sit on that keyboard. Sit on that keyboard. We'll take a break when we're ready to take a break. We need to work this out. Yeah. I, I, can you, I, like, let, I me don't know the let me, let me ask you this. Let me, let me ask you this. Can you, I'm not, for? I'm not looking for a win. I'm just looking for you to, acknowledge that an artist doesn't necessarily have to be in the room present for something to be considered audience participation and an audience. I, there are many artists for whom I consider myself their audience. I've never seen that artist live. Right. But there you're taking like the definition of audience as almost like a demographic. Like I am of the group of people that is in your audience. No, I'm saying a fan to... is the audience. Yeah, look, we people don't get to see us record this. They listen to it later. Our yeah. audience, by nature of the medium alone, unless yeah. we're doing a special event, and even then we don't get, uh, especially virtually, unless we're doing it live in a room mm -hmm. with people, or if it's like the last show we did in Philly where there were like two people there, 
which is like between that and the San Francisco show where there were two people there. It was like it was like we were back in conservatory again. Oh, yeah. Like doing level one shows. But like unless the crowd is there by its very nature, that medium doesn't lend itself. The podcasting lead doesn't lend itself to your audience being there with you. So right. Anything that you do. So you is, think we don't have an audience? No, that's not outside what I'm saying of our live all. shows. I'm saying there is an audience participation element to our live shows that doesn't mm. happen when we're not there because we're not there with them to experience. It's not like this big communal experience. It is people who maybe are in their small family units singing along. Like anybody who sings along and, and, or anybody who just listens to us, I'm grateful for. I would never say they're not our audience. I would say they're our fans and our community even more than our audience. Cause to me, believe me, I have a marketing degree, Mark. I know. I know the word audience isn't just. Oh, don't throw your degree up. around. No, no, at me. I'm just I have saying a theater I, degree, so I have a degree in being on stage with an audience in front of me. I, I'm only saying that I understand the word audience does not just mean the group of people who sat down in a theater to watch a performance right. or an arena. I'm saying I know it is larger than that. I know it's larger than that in the context of art as well. I think when we talk about audience participation songs, if I were asking that of somebody, I would say when this song is played live and mm-hmm. there is a like, Maybe one of the best audience participation songs is one where there is a physical element sometimes to it when you are mm. not in the live performance that that can exist. And that's the song Shout, because everybody yells yeah. shout a little bit louder. And then you get conducted to volume. When you go see it live, it's the same thing. And if there's a dance floor, you can do the dance. But at a wedding, you do it. So that is a great participation song. And it's a great song to get people participating. Mm-hmm. But for me to say... Like who, who's going to see the electric slide done? I think it needs to be a song at least that would be reasonably performed by the artists at a show at like an arena or a theater show where everyone's going to participate. And sure. by that, by that and definition would, alone, you can eliminate the electric slide. You can eliminate the cha sure. slide. Look, I'll say that I'll say those, that our like, dance things, our ultimate winner will be that. I'm just enjoying, I'm just enjoying trying to figure out what you think an audience is and defining. It's funny. Like I think defining audience participation is endlessly more fascinating than picking which the best one is at this point, whether or not the artist has to be there for something to be considered audience participation. That's become the question of this episode. I would argue that, or this, I'll, I'll say this. The first half of this episode, we'll take a break. And when we come back, no, we will talk no about break. what we think of that. Yes, no, Hal, we're not Hal, breaking. We're, we're taking a break. Breaking. We're Hold taking on. a break. Hold on. No, no break. No break. Never break. You can cover that camera all you want, Mark. I know you're still there. And if you, if you mute your, you're not going to mute your camera because your, your mic, because you can't. If you want to stop talking, I'll keep, I'll go for 45 minutes just to continue and keep this going because I'm fascinated by this idea of what constitutes audience participation and what doesn't. And to me... Sorry, I left for a second. What's happening? The way I interpret... Oh, your timing's perfect. The way I interpret this, in the spirit in which it was asked... Hi, everyone. I'm Adam McLeod. And I'm Alexis B. Preston. And we host a show called Comfort Creatures, the show for every animal lover, be it a creature of scales, six legs, fur, feathers, or fiction. Comfort Creatures is a show for people who prefer their friends to have paws instead of hands. Unless they are raccoon hands, that is okay. That is absolutely okay, yeah. Yes. Every Thursday, we will be talking to guests about their pets, learning about pets in history, art, and even fiction. Plus, we'll discover differences between pet ownership across the pond. It's going to be a hoot on Maximum Fun. 
Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Dr. Sydney McElroy. That, that is true. It's important in this context because we host a medical history podcast called Sawbones. Oh, I thought we were going to. We should have worked on that. Sawbones. Sawbones isn't afraid to ask the hard-hitting questions. Like, are vaccines as safe and reliable as they want us to believe? Yes. Do I have to get a flu shot? Yes. Uh, okay. Is science a miracle? No. We have a lot of great history for you and a lot of laughs. And sometimes the history is so bad that there's no laughs. But you'll learn something. You'll feel something. And it's always sawbones. That's right. Every week on MaximumFun.org. I told you not to take an ad break. You're, tr- you're both now trying to send me to the moon. But I'm not going to do it. You know why? Because it's 2022. My blood pressure is okay right now, but at any minute it could skyrocket. I ate way too much wonton soup for lunch. Like way too much. What's coursing through my veins right now? It's I've got like compound V in there. I'm going crazy. But I I think let's talk about let's talk about the songs. What do we think of the contenders? We We don't need to. We don't need to have a final word on the last half of this. We We can just go on to the contenders. Or we're not going to talk about the hokey pokey. I'm just going to pick ones that I know you will like. Okay. No, no, no. I don't. Don't count out. This is all I'm asking. No, no, no. All I'm asking. Just tell me if you think it's reasonable or not. And if you don't, yeah. then we're going to move into hour three. Here, just I'm approaching. You do, this. Are, this is about you just getting the last word. No, in. no, no, no. Well, I, I thought I'm, we were going to come back from talk. the break and talk about the songs. No, you were wrong. I fooled all of you. All I'm asking. <sighs> my approach to this is I'm trying to take this in the spirit in which it was asked and not try to mm-hmm. broaden it and say, well, there are a lot of ways to approach this. I think this literally the asking. hokey pokey and the stars at night are big and bright deep in the heart of Texas were two of the songs that showed up on the list that people put as audience participation songs. And I don't know that I have ever heard either of those live. Oh, talk really? about the spirit. You want to talk about the spirit of this? You've never heard Jackson Brown do the hokey pokey. Not yet. One oh, of these days. It's terrible. Does he do a, does he do a good version? That's so good. Go, all right. Let's talk about songs. Okay. I don't even know what's happening anymore. Let's talk about songs. You, you Let's talk, talk about, about songs. Go ahead. Go to your. Ca- I know you spent time making categories. To, don't go condescend to, to me. No, no, I don't want to. I, I'm, I'm fighting my instinct to like dart all over the place, and yeah. just say, well, like here's a good one. Here's why I like it, and then you say one, and then I'll say one. Let's go to your categories. Go for it. Well, now I now you've poked holes in all the categories no, no, that I'm I had because I'm many of them are songs that the artist wouldn't be there for. Like what? YMCA is one. Okay. Sure. Uh, a couple of the wedding songs. You know what? I'll take the wedding songs off the list. Those seem to bother you. I will take those off the list. For the purposes of this, I think it's. Yes. It, we've done best wedding song. We have. Can we eliminate? You want to eliminate YMCA too, since the village people aren't around anymore and no one can go see them live? I feel like it's still one that gets performed, but I, I don't think it's the best one, I would yeah. say. It's got a great dance. That to me, it's like closer to like a cha-cha slide where we're really like, we're only doing the YMCA and we're doing, and it's really about the dance more than yeah. like, if you're not doing the hand motions, what you're are we doing? You're not doing YMCA. Right? Yeah, exactly. And then I think there are, uh, the rest of these are mostly sing along with a little bit of audience participation in other ways. Okay. Some sort of chant moments as well. And I think those are great, perfectly yeah. fine. Like those are great examples. I, I think that uh, you mentioned shout before. I think yeah. shout is a great one. 
I think sure. Minnie the Moocher is a great one on the list. Yes, call because that is call literally response. call and response. hundred uh, percent. I couldn't have Calloway asking and then getting it back. I think friends in low places is one. Yes, because it doesn't have much outside of just people knowing it and liking it and singing along. And the fact that it ramps up with a perfect seventh chord to that rollicking refrain. And I'll even throw in for that. If I went to a Garth Brooks concert, which I'm not, I'm not, I don't dislike him. I'm just not a fan. But if I went and he played that song of which I know pretty much no other part, I would know as an audience member and would probably actively, I would probably be going low places because as much as I don't, like want to feel just low places somebody else would sing i got friends, friends and you jump in it, i got low this places. Low places yeah that's yeah. the part i would that's the part i would jump in on or i might do the whole thing but like i i know what my part is walking into that concert yeah and that's i think what makes for a great like the really great audience participation songs even if you've heard it recorded when you go live you know what your part is like they don't yeah you're, you you know what's expected of you in the room yeah yes I also have on the list living on a prayer specifically yeah. because you mentioned before Frankie Valley doing this. Mm. John Bon Jovi is a real culprit for this one because it goes so high up there. And this, and that's kind of the game of living on a prayer is mm-hmm. how high can we've got to get our voices real high. I've seen John Bon Jovi do this now. He'll go, Oh, we're halfway there. You sing. <laughs> and let everybody so he go, doesn't Whoa. have to do it. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And everybody else does the high part for him. It's a brilliant move. When you're a rock star and you're probably late fifties, early sixties now, it's a yeah. good move. That's what I love about like that kind of live audience participation is it's a way for singers to take like, a break. There's an implicit social contract there of like, I don't, these notes aren't the notes. Like I'm not as comfortable hitting these notes as I was when I was in my twenties or thirties, but mm-hmm. you love this song so much. That you're going to complete it and feel like you're doing me a solid. And you may not even think of that. You just think like, I'm in Bon Jovi. I'm in Bon Jovi yeah. for this amount of time. I'm, I'm with the band. Yeah. Yeah. I'm helping John Bon Jovi sing this song that he can no longer sing. Yes. But he still rocks. A hundred percent. He's still John Bon Jovi. I've also got on the list. Hey, Jude. Of course. Yeah, I- for the na 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 at the end that everyone on the planet knows, especially the Judah, 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 Judah. And I say that from like, not only did I get to see Paul McCartney perform that at the, I was at the Super Bowl where he performed at the halftime show. Mm -hmm. And so it was like my chance to see one of the Beatles, the only other living Beatle at that point I'd seen Ringo in 2001 in the, on the all-star tour. That was a huge thrill. Then to see Paul perform when he does, Hey Jude, Everybody does the na 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 na, and then yeah. I think we might have done that on the Joko cruise. Have done Hey Jude, hey Jude or something like that. Like even performing it when you're on stage performing it, which I'm sure we have either for thrilling or something. Like being on the performer end of that and having the whole crowd sing with you is so exciting. Like it's just we all know yeah. to sing that. That's for all of us. That yeah. part is there for all of us to do, and it's one of those transcendent like live with a performer audience participation. That version of it is a transcendent experience because everybody is having it together. Both the audience who's having the same, like the same as if we were in a bar singing sweet Caroline, like that's a Mm -hmm. great moment for us when the band is there and they're having that moment too, of all of us together. That's like another, that kicks it up a notch for me. Yeah. I think that that that's one of those ones that really benefits from 
literally the guy that wrote the song sitting on stage singing a thing that everyone in the world knows. Yes. Another one of those, of course, uh, Sweet Caroline, which I mentioned before. I love Sweet Caroline. Not only does it have that great ramp up into the chorus, but it's got stuff that isn't even in the original recording that has become canon in the song. There's nobody in the recording of Sweet Caroline going, so good, so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Now I will offer this to you. And this is as I will offer this to you based on the first half of the episode where we were, got into it about what is an audience. Would you Bohemian Rhapsody on this list? Because no one has seen, Bohe- nobody that we know has seen Queen perform live. You know, I think that Queen has better audience participation songs and not just We Will Rock You. I mean, We're mm-hmm. the Champions also is everybody sings that together. I think we all know Bohemian Rhapsody, and I really think that that took off with Wayne's World. Because yeah, Wayne's World brought that, that song yeah. back into like the pop culture spotlight, and mm-hmm. they had the video for it. It's such a pivotal moment of that song of everybody singing together. And I, I didn't know that, that song until I saw that movie. Exactly. So that's, I think, yeah. that I think is what it's been turned into one. But like Salisbury Hill is a really good one because everybody mm-hmm. goes, yeah, my heart's going boom, boom, boom. Like everybody does that together. You know what your part is. Yeah. Dolly's got one with a uh, little old bitty pissant country place from mm-hmm. Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Yeah. With, and every time you hear that bell, the whole audience goes ding, 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 ding. Now, that said, that is a much more niche audience in the same way that the greatest audience participation song that I've ever experienced, One Day More at Marie's Crisis, is also a very niche crowd thing. I would also put Don't Stop Believing up there. Sure. Again, that is one that simply is the song. There's less, it's less about knowing what your part is and more about just getting wrapped up in the song itself. Yes. And uh, jumping into the chorus of it. Yes. And then, of course, we will rock you. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Going back to the first half of this episode, mm-hmm. We Will Rock You is frequently played in a stadium, right? During sporting events. Yes. Is that an audience? Meaning, is- again, you are listening to the recording of We Will Rock You. Yeah. We have nobody, like I said before, with Bohemian Rhapsody, nobody that I know has ever seen Queen live. Honestly, a lot Except of the maybe, time. Except maybe Bruce saw them live back in the I'm day. Sure, he was yeah, but I'm sure exec. he did. Yeah, he saw it. I'm everybody. sure he did. He probably, yeah. he's probably back. He probably partied with them backstage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I think it's almost a, uh, a mandala effect. The reason being, mm-hmm. in my experience, you don't really hear the song. All they do is start playing. And yeah. if they play it for like a couple seconds, the entire crowd knows to do it. And we all yeah. know what song it is and we all know what it's conveying. And that's the brilliance of it as a piece of music is you don't, there's no mm-hmm. guitar riff at Dodger Stadium. It doesn't all of a sudden go, it usually you do that and then it goes into like a let's go Dodgers or something else. It goes yeah. into some organ piece if you're at a place with the, the organ. Uh- that's what i love about by the way the organist at dodger stadium yeah i would love to hear him do a classical concert because it's just him playing the beginnings of pieces Mm -hmm. and then going to his standby because everything would be exactly regardless of what he's playing yeah 
but it's you can put it in any song it's the it new. goes it, any song can just be immediately stopped yeah and you if you're playing it on an organ yeah phantom of the opera but what's what's beautiful about that is when you start playing that beat, it gets everybody mm-hmm. energized. They know that they're supposed to participate, and it's made to bring you into like dun, 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 dun. we all know the other half of that, but we're we're being programmed into it, into that yeah. boom, boom, ch, boom, boom, ch. and in your head, you fill in the rest of it because you know that that like we can't do that song live without you. We right. have to have you do it. Like we can, you know, the recording, they can layer themselves clapping or bring a bunch of people in to clap. But in mm-hmm. order to perform it live, you cannot perform it without the audience being involved. It wouldn't be as good. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it should be the winner, but I'm saying it's a great example of an audience right. participation song for that very reason. It's not as good without the audience. The audience is necessary in a live setting for that to be pulled off. In any recorded yeah. setting, you're just going along to the recording. In fact, that's what they play. In the stadiums, they play that. That's why I've got a half-cocked grin on my face right now. After our entire first half of this episode. Yes. I've only experienced We Will Rock You. Man, I've experienced it many, many times in a setting where the artist was not there. Right. It was just the audience itself doing the audience participation. Interesting. I mean, the the question becomes like, is is a good audience participation song just a song everybody knows? Like, if that's the case, then mm-hmm. Piano Man has to be close to the top because we Piano all Man's great. sing yeah. the chorus. I've seen sure. Billy Joel in concert twice. When he mm-hmm. plays that song, everybody sings, sing us a song. Yeah, like we all sing it. Some people sing the whole song, but you don't do that for pressure. Everybody doesn't go pressure. You don't do that for almost any other one of his songs, but that yeah. one in particular, like you sing it because we all know that. So we've all memorized the whole thing and it just feels like it has that feeling of it even says sing us a song. So we're the people singing to him, asking yeah. him to sing that like that's the whole perspective that that song is written from. So it's implied in it. We should be singing it together. I would argue that we have three contenders and they are no four contenders. Hey Jude, Sweet Caroline, We Will Rock You, and Shout. Can you think of anything that would beat one of those four? Let me, uh, let me just, I'm just curious as a test. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. a song and okay. you tell me the, the part that you think the whole audience would come in on. Okay. And that's just a test to see, like, cause I know what it would be for me. Well, I think that wh- I was going to say what you said before, I think is a huge part of it is knowing your job. Right. You yeah. know the part that you come in for. So if you go to see U2 play and they mm-hmm. do with or without you, what's the part that you would come in on as an audience member? I think it would be, I can't live. It wouldn't be the, whoa, whoa, the part that sounds Probably, like, a, yeah. like there's that, there's like born to run the, whoa, whoa. In fact, a lot of those where you hear him play it live because they were a bar band and people knew these, like, that's the part you sing. Like, there's a part where where you come in with, like, Sweet Caroline is great because we know the song. And then we built in the places to do that. 
We've can I give him- you? Can I give a quick shout out? By the way, yeah. If you enjoy, and I talk to him about this a lot. A mm. dear friend of mine, Paul Freeman. You know, Paul. He's married to Aaron Cahill. Yes. He is a pop artist. He's written for lots of artists, but he also performs his own stuff. I have joked with him for years that his choruses have a severe lack of consonants because all of his choruses to his songs are O's and Ah's, and he's a bar performer at his core, and he's my favorite person to see live locally mm-hmm. because he will do this thing where by the first time he sings the chorus, he'll start the song with the chorus and teach it to you, and then he'll sing the song. Yep. So he will even ju- – and like I love that. If you are in a position to see Paul Freeman, if you live in Nashville or if you catch him on tour, he is brilliant at it. Uh, he's also on Spotify. Anyway, I just wanted to give a, a friend of mine a shout out. He's the best live, local, not stadiums, but smaller venues version of an audience participation musician that I've seen. And yeah, I love it. And a, a great example of like the magic of, of participation, especially yeah. like, is there anything that tops when you go to see somebody who's just there enjoying their music. They're like, all right, you're going to be in this next one. And you have a yeah. really Ooh. important part. It takes us back to being the kids who went to see Rafi and are doing the hokey pokey where we're part of it. And, yeah. and uh, you know, you don't get that as an adult as you, you get, there is a distance from the artist. You feel close to them because the songs speak to you in some way. They have meaning, but when there's nothing more exciting than having an artist you admire say, all right, this next one we're going to do together. I'm going to need you to do a special thing. This half of the audience is going to do this note. This yeah, half of the I audience love that. is going to do that. Paul like, is great at that, and I love it when that happens. It is a brilliant skill for a performer to have, and it is a magical moment for an audience to experience. Yeah. Steve Martin used to do it in his stage show. I mean, they do it at Universal at Waterworld. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're getting just these giant swaths of crowd to do your bidding based on arm choreography. Yep. Yeah, and it's really fun. Do you have any others that you would like to add to that list? Do we have Born to Run? Like to... Do we have Born to Run in there? Because I think I don't it think Born be to there. I don't think Born to Run counts. Oh, I think we. I think if you go to see that, you're gonna. If you went to see, oh, Bruce I've seen it. I've seen it. the best concert I've ever seen was Bruce Springsteen and live does, at the Dump that jumps. Does the whole crowd the same though? Whoa, whoa, or at least I, the whoa, oh, oh, oh. Do they all do that together? I I imagine I that's not as remember. memorable to me. I don't remember that. Okay. But it was it was great. I mean it was the best it's seriously the best concert I've ever seen. He played the river front to back, the double albums with like the lights off and a cool lighting package and like it was all, you know, very curated. But then after that he just turned the lights on and just started rocking. Like they literally turned the house lights on mm-hmm. in the whole arena and you would think, "My god, what an amazing finale he just did and then he would go one two three four and start a completely new song and he went for hours it was church it was church it was amazing yeah yeah Yeah. incredible live performer oh just feels like he he has a lot of songs with those moments in them yeah like everybody sings born in the usa i feel like when there's a whoa or a whoa or oh ah, like everybody gets involved in those yeah, and I love it. I'm Born in the USA, Born in the USA, else. one of those songs that people don't realize the irony of. It's like when people sing, "This land is your land." Yeah, this land. You're like, you guys know that satire, right? <laughs> so, what's on our final list? Sparks theme gets an obvious bid to the finals because pow. Sure. Uh, I think many of the moochers should be in there because I love yeah. the 
back and forth. And then, and then, uh, Ken points out, Cro- Elton John's got a couple. Yeah. He's one of them, ones. one of them being Crocodile Rock, which has the, the whole crowd does that. I think yeah. Tiny Dancer might be his ultimate audience song now. Oh yeah. Cause everybody sings like that. That's the, the funny moment. I mean, one of the cool moments in Almost Famous when they sing it. On the plane? They sing that all together. Or is together. it the bus? Yeah. They're on the bus when they sing that. But it I is that moment of like, that. that's what that song sort of does. It's after they've had a big fight. And that brings mm-hmm. it like, that's their bonding moment. But also when you're in an audience of an Elton John show, if he performs that, you're all going to sing that. Yeah. That part together. You might do the whole song with him. We could do a whole episode of Best Elton John Song, but I know that would be a contender because that's another great thing about it. I think that we've got to have a great ramp up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's like before the DJ drops the beat, you know what I mean? We've got to get that real. And and that song ramps up beautifully. I don't think the chorus comes in until the end. Like it's all just verse, 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 build up, build up. Then they drop Hold Me Closer, Tiny Dancer. Yeah. Do you think Margaritaville should be on the list? Yes. I hadn't thought of it before, but now that you mention it. Yeah. Cause everybody, uh, you know, everybody sings that chorus. That is an all sing chorus. I'm trying to think if there's also, isn't there a part in that song that you sort of chant shout as well? I don't know. It's in the, all of oh. his songs. Looking for like, my lost shaker of salt, salt. So, which is like a ridiculous. Right. People add, yeah. yeah. I, to me, uh, like, if you like Jimmy Buffett, more power to you. I don't dislike him, but to me, all the songs are like, passed out on the beach, do, 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 do. got a yeah. sunburn on my neck, been drinking since Tuesday, and now it's Tuesday. Listen, like, his songs are low stakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's, nobody used to work on the docks there. They just chill on the docks. Yeah. So what uh, What are our finalists? Right now we have Sweet Caroline, Hey Jude, Minnie the Moocher, Shout, We Will Rock You, The Sparks Nevada Theme Song, and Margaritaville. Am I missing any? No. All right. Do you want to go old school and eliminate one by one until we have a, a contender? Right. Put them all in the chat so I can read them and actually right. see them in front of my Please. face. This is good. Do you feel good about where we got? You don't feel bullied? No, I, I don't feel bullied. All right, good. Oops. I feel I good feel about, bullied. I feel like good about where we got to. I appreciate every step of the conversation we had along the way. I like when we both get heated. It's been a long Dude, time. Dude, it's my favorite thing. Oh, by the so way, good. for the audience out there that thought daddy and daddy were fighting, mm-hmm. I will have you know, I had the biggest grin on my face that entire time. I love nothing more than getting heated with you, Hal. You are my brother, and I love everything about you, I, including I love when you, you are absolutely insufferable. My blood was boiling. I saw <laughs> shades of red that don't exist in the natural and world. And just said, Hal did not have that same No, smile. I was really into it because I was, I was dumbfounded because I came into it like, oh, I know we're going to be uh, – it was that shock of like, oh, we're not speaking the same language here. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't want us to – like I know – I understand – that we have to keep it at a certain time. Yeah. But I also think when the conversation is, it's as, it was as fascinating to me as it was frustrating. Sure. And so I was in, I love that. I was in for no matter how long it took and I wasn't going to just go, well, I'm not, you know, I wasn't going to dig in about it, but you know, 
I, I, uh, it was just fascinating to me. I found, you know what, Hal? Apology accepted. <laughs> you. <laughs> we should have Piano Man on that list as well. I do agree with that. You think Piano Man goes on there? Uh, too? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Uh, having seen two concerts several years apart, same exact same audience reaction. I know it wasn't the exact same group of people there. Yeah. All right. Uh, would you like to eliminate first? I've not done any factoring. I don't know who will have the. Final yeah, I haven't. I'll, sure, I'll eliminate first. Uh, I will say, out of all of these, I will. I hate to do it because we just added it in. I think it does deserve to be on the finals. I'm going to take Piano Man off. Oh wow. Okay. Because um, I don't know that as an audience member, I know what my job is in that song. Aside from just know the song and sing along. You know, because I associate the audience participation more with a Red Sox game than I do mm-hmm. with the song being performed live, although I know it is the same thing, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to eliminate... Oh, no. You know what? I don't want to eliminate Sweet Caroline yet. I don't. It feels wrong. Yeah. Um, is that a Red Sox thing? Yeah, they play it after every win. In fact, I was at Fenway for a win in 2019. The last baseball game that I went to was at Fenway, and they won, and they played Sweet Carolina. I was so excited to be there for that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to eliminate uh, Margaritaville. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy Buffett. Also, he's fine. Sorry, Adventure Coteers. It might be a little too niche. I got to eliminate the Sparks Nevada theme song. Absolutely. But I will say, we love you all and pow. Oh, yeah. The audience doing the pow with us is like one of the thrills and like singing along with the whole thing. And also for the, I do want to give a shout out to the We Got This theme for the time. I think it was a Dragon Con where we couldn't get the theme to play and the entire audience. Oh, in a a non that one time in Philly or that one time in San Francisco uh, feeling, it was a full, it was absolutely like a full crowd who performed the entire song top to bottom flawlessly, which was incredible. Yeah. yeah, it warmed my heart to no end. Yes. Now, what would you like to eliminate? Oh, I just eliminated the Sparks theme. Cheer oh, up. you eliminated the Sparks theme. Okay, sorry. Yeah. You're right. You did. So um, we, have, we have remaining. We have Sweet Caroline, Hey Jude, Minnie the Moocher, Shout, and We Will Rock You. Ooh. I think I want to eliminate Minnie the Moocher. As much as I love it, and I do love the call and response, I love the built-in audience participation. Although I think originally he was doing it with his band and not the audience necessarily, but it has become an audience piece as well. So yeah. I, I'm going to eliminate Minnie the Moocher as much as I love it. And I, I I do love it very much. I love you, Cab Calloway. Yeah, it's a great tune. So we have Sweet Caroline, Hey Jude, Shout, and We Will Rock You. Yeah. This is tough. It's tough. It is tough. It is tough. It's really hard. And I know that Ken can eliminate the silence in this. No, I want the silence. I feel like we should have the silence in there so that people are shaking their phones. It was really a long silence. (laughs) Ken's going to lengthen it. He's going to add 15 minutes. Just add more silence to it. Yeah. It's tough. They all look any of these could have deserved to win. Yeah. We don't do this job because it's easy. We do it because we're the only ones to do it. Who had the idea first? I don't care what other podcasts are out there. It was ours first. I think. Go with your gut. You're not going to like if I go with my gut. Go ahead. Go with your gut. My gut is saying eliminate. We will rock you. Okay. 
That's what my gut's saying. Okay. Because, and not for lack of it being amazing. It is an amazing audience participation song. But, and this could be absolutely personal. I have heard from my window perch on New York Street at Universal Studios. Mm. I have seen Shout performed live hundreds of times. Yeah. And the audience, it's always their closer and the audience always goes nuts for it, for the Blues Brothers doing it. You mentioned seeing Paul McCartney do Hey Jude. And I think there is such, and and how transcendent transcendent that was. And I have experienced Sweet Caroline at its best as well. I think that We Will Rock You is an amazing bit of audience participation. And you know what? Before I eliminate it, I will give it an extra special shout out. Mm. Have you ever heard uh, the version of News of the World that came out in like, I don't know, 98, 99? They dropped a new uh, updated version of News of the World. Mm-hmm. And Rick Rubin came in and adjusted a couple of tracks. Mm-hmm. And at the end of We Will Rock You, when it goes, right there. And that's how the song ends. Uh huh. Listen to We Will Rock You Ruined by Rick Rubin, because that point in the song is where the song they caught. That's how they build it was ruined by Rick Rubin. Yeah. At that point in the song, that's when it kicks in and it is delightfully fantastic. Yeah. That really. said, I think Sweet Caroline, Hey Jude and Shout are the three that we have left. Yeah. And I'm going to eliminate Shout because I feel like it's at this point, the it's become a wedding song more than anything else or like maybe like. Mm-hmm. You're, like the local dad band is going to perform it and you know it will get the audience moving as yeah. opposed to it being like it's fun. Shout is yeah. fun. It's no doubt fun, but I don't think it's the kind of transcendent experience either of these others gives you to yeah. see it done live, whether you're adding to it or whether you feel like you're part of the greatest band of all time. So I'm going to eliminate shout that leaves us with Hey Jude or Sweet Caroline. Yeah. And I know it falls on me now to pick between Hey Jude and Sweet Caroline. Yes. But I'm not going to do that. What? Because I think we both know who it is. I think we both know which song it is. And between the two of us, only one of us has had the very live transcendent experience of this song. So in delivering your sermon from the mount of the greatest audience participation song, tell us what it was like to be there and experience it. Oh, well, I, you know, people of the world, I didn't know if I would ever get to see, you know, I grew up raised on this band from both my parents, more, even more so my mother. And I knew because one of the band members was gone by the time I was three years old. I would never get to see them together. So to get to see them in any way would have been amazing. And, you know, you dream every time you sing along, like you want to harmonize with them. You want to be in that band. And so when you go to see the co-captain of the Beatles perform live and perform their signature participation song, it's incredible to be there. Like you can't help it. You are moved like people who speak in tongues to participate 
and sing along and sing the na 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 nas with him and feel like you're like, oh, this song won't complete without me. As great as Sweet Caroline is. And if you would pick Sweet Caroline, I had something loaded in the chamber for that too, because I would be 100% <laughs> comfortable with it because it is like a fun adding experience. And there's tons all of, of these are all timers. All of yeah. these are all timers. They're all all timers, but there's something special about feeling like you're a member of the Beatles. And that's what makes that moment, especially building through that beautiful song that starts so not slow, but calm and beautiful and then just builds this energy and you're part of that huge crescendo to the end when you're all singing together and he's able to go on his runs and stuff hey jude is the greatest audience participation song of all time i was not expecting that i th- i jumped into that facebook thread and i was the one uh, at least i hadn't seen anybody else do it i didn't look through all the comments i looked to just come in with my idea and the matches are great. Mine was was We Will Rock You because it was made specifically. Let's give the audience something to do. It was built for audience participation. Mm-hmm. But that's not always what makes it a winner. And you may agree or disagree, but you can't argue that you would not sing the na, 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 na's if you went to see Hey Jude performed live. Es- especially if you see it performed by Sir Paul McCartney himself. You would not disrespect a knight, asked and answered. We got there, Hal. I knew we could do it. This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or head over to facebook.com slash groups slash we got this podcast. You can go to the original post and leave your thoughts there and let's all participate together as an audience, as our audience. Feel free to participate. We recognize and appreciate the ways in which you participate with us and make our community better. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, who hosts some fine shows of his own. You can follow everything he's doing over at patreon.com slash Ken Plume. Thank you also to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kilman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving Hal and I a chance to get really heated in the first half of this. In some way, creating a sad song. And then you know what? We took a sad song and made it better. So if I may quote the great Sir Paul McCartney, let it out and let it in. Hey, Jude, begin. You are waiting for someone to perform with. Hal, it's an honor to perform with you. And if we were all singing along right now, the people of the world, you would be the people that we'd be honored to perform with in this very moment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.